1: Today, I'm joined by Leo Bernstein, who is the CEO and founder at Line Slip Solutions. Line Slip Solutions are a digital commercial and business based in New York. And Leo joins me on the line from New York this morning. Welcome to the show, Leo. Thanks for having me, Nick. Leo, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Really looking forward to hearing more about Lion Slip. Before we get on to that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your career, your background, and the steps that led to you starting the business?
0: Sure. Very much a peripatetic founder. I'm on my third career. Uh, my first one was in investment finance. I worked on Wall Street at firms like Morgan Stanley and Wilbur Pincus. And then left, uh, worked at another Wall Street firm, and then ultimately started a small commercial real estate investment fund, where we uh, purchased a number of commercial properties around the country. And we also managed them. Uh, I did that with a partner and some uh, small institutional capital.
1: Great. And then moving your career on Wall Street and then into real estate What was the light bulb moment, or what did you see which was the catalyst for you starting line slip?
0: I came to the to founding line slip because I was the person responsible for overseeing the commercial insurance for our portfolio of of real estate, right? And when I went in for my renewal conversation, I was shocked at the quality of the deliverable they gave me. There was really no data or context around coverages, cost of coverages, rate experience, how I stacked up against. The thousands of placements that this large broker made on comparable real estate, right? They couldn't give me those data or even give me any sense whether or not I had the right coverage. The answer was always just trust me. And so being a finance person, I thought, well, hold on. This is a data-driven industry with no access to their own data. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time because I didn't know anybody in commercial insurance, really understanding why that was the case. And I got convinced that there was a real opportunity to address some of these data problems by automating some of the manual processes that are inherent, right in how insurance gets produced, how it gets uh, reported and analyzed, I thought i could I could actually help there
1: and I love that, by the way. I think any business which comes from a vision to provide a solution to a problem that has been experienced in the market and has personally been experienced, I think is I think it's fantastic and it's really interesting and it must be fantastic now for you to see your business and the value that you are bring to your customers on the back of you know, those ideas of thinking that there must be a better way of doing this. I, I really, really respect that. How did you go from having that idea though, Leo, to then creating the product into a viable business?
0: Well, that's always an interesting challenge, right? You have to go from an idea to an actual product and the metaphor is: it starts with a whiteboard or a napkin. It used to be a napkin. Now it's a whiteboard. Ultimately, it'll be an iPad or something. But it really was a whiteboard. I sat in a room with two other guys and my CTO. We literally drew out personas and mm-hmm. put together essentially an outline for what would evolve into Line Slip. Now, of course, what we did, you know, five years ago now, isn't exactly what we're doing today. But it did provide the framework, essentially, or the database. Ultimately, what we did five years ago was essentially describe a database that captured all of the critical insurance data associated with placements for middle market and complex insurance. And I spent several years part-time when I was still running the real estate business and realized in 2018 that if I didn't go full-time, that nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of 2018, I went full-time. And not surprisingly, a little later that that year, we started generating revenue. The use case, Nick, was around private equity, actually, yep. where I sort of just serendipitously ran into somebody that I knew who was struggling because their largest customer, a global top five private equity fund, wanted to see their commercial insurance data across all 200 of their portfolio companies and they had multiple brokers obviously they had many different carriers or markets and it was a huge struggle Mm -hmm. for this particular producer who was charged with doing it he was sort of the global coordinator and i said i can do that initially there wasn't any automation the database and so we figured out a way to extract the data uh, semi-manually but then we began to invest in data science And not before long, as a result of that first engagement, we were able to train our software to recognize what actually was insurance data and then organize it in our database while maintaining a link back Mm -hmm. to the underlying document from where it was extracted. That's the essence of what we've built at Slip. And so in 2019, two things happened. I realized how strategic that was for brokers to be able to enable this for their private equity fund customers. And we developed a partnership with this particular broker and then ultimately, you know, developed relationships with other brokers that cater to private equity funds. And we're quickly becoming the best practice there. Later that year, I also realized since we were able to give access to the individual portfolio company CFO, the insured was able to see their own data and have it roll up seamlessly into an aggregated view you know i asked myself well hold on if the portfolio company of this particular fund or any fund sees value in their data being organized wouldn't a larger corporate insured with a lot more complex insurance see even more value and the answer is of course yes yeah. so in late 2019 we introduced line slip risk manager which does that and that really began to take off delayed of course in 2020 for covid but by the end of 2020 and all the way through 2021, our corporate direct business really started to uh, to explode.
1: Perfect, and looking forward to exploring that, Leo. As we are in the insurance coffee house today, love to know what your go to coffee choice is in the morning.
0: Yes, so I pull my own macchiato myself and my wife, and we go with uh, we go with Illy. So, Very nice. Very terribly nice. imaginative, but. You know, but but
1: nonetheless, very tasty. No, I think a macchiato, very civilized in the morning. So, <laughs> excellent stuff. Leo, yeah, we were just touching on giving an overview of where you are now with the business in terms of the products and where you are in terms of some of the markets that you're working in. Sure,
0: absolutely. So, currently, we're in the United States. Most of our customers today, we have 51 customers. We've got 10 broker customers that focus on private equity. And we have, you know, 38 corporate customers. Business is in great shape in the sense that over the last year and a half, we've made a ton of progress. We're quickly establishing ourselves really as a best practice for private equity governance and reporting for middle market funds, as well as large cap funds. And we go to market through our broker partners. We also have some direct relationships too. On the corporate side, most of our corporate direct business is middle market or large cap U.S. companies, but almost all of them have a global presence. All of them have complex business that requires complex insurance. Many of them have captives, right? And many of them, if not all of them, have multiple brokers, right? And the benefit of line slip is that we can organize all of your insurance the way you want to see it, data extracted directly from the underlying insurance documents and bubbled up into a series of views that risk managers with our team have collaborated to build.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for that, Leo. So in terms of really providing those businesses, those organizations who have got complex insurance portfolio to be able to bring all that data together, to present that in a simple fashion, but also to then use that data to deep dive, to analyze and really understand exactly the insurance program that you've got and what's in place there. In terms of the the product itself, then how has that been developed over the years? Start off, you said sort of spreadsheets, data capture that way. How's the product looking now? And how has that been developed?
0: Yeah. So it's a great question, Nick. So the the product is a SaaS offering that you access yeah. through your web browser. It's very much point and click. You're interfacing or you being our customer interfaces with a presentation layer that bubbles up all of their commercial insurance data. The simplest way to describe it is if you have multiple brokers, you have multiple schedules of insurance. With LineSlip, you have one schedule, right? That synthesizes or collates what all of the insurance brokers give you. And more importantly, it's real time. So we provide live access to the underlying insurance document. We're a system of record for your commercial insurance. And then there are a whole bunch of other views that we offer to address the reporting needs of our customers, right? And so Mm -hmm. I'll give you a couple examples. One, the counterparty risk. A lot of our customers have to report to their boards, like which carriers own how much limit Mm -hmm. and for which exposures, which products, right? Property, general liability, and so on. We license S&P and Mm -hmm. AMBEST data. So we provide a simple view into aggregated limit and counterparty risk. Right. We map all of the underlying paper companies, which, as you know, on the actual binder of insurance isn't necessarily your insurance carrier, the holding company. It's some underlying paper company that was purchased back in the day and is still issuing actual policy document. Mm -hmm. So no longer do you have to keep that stuff in your head. We map all of it. Then Mm -hmm. we also track what each broker is doing and your renewal schedule. And we help you, you being the you know, CFO or corporate risk manager, tell a story about how your insurance went from whatever it was to whatever it is today, Mm -hmm. right? And help you manage all of it in one place.
1: What are some of the benefits, particularly, I think it's quite apparent what they are for the policyholders for those companies that you work with. Are there other benefits as well for the brokers that you've partnered with? Are they seeing a real benefit for the work that they're doing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. On the private equity side, right? What we're doing is enabling the brokers to leverage the spend of these funds across a private equity fund. They have 25 portfolio companies, right? What we're doing is aggregating all of that spend data. So when one of their individual brokers goes out to try to negotiate a new a renewal placement, now they know the extent of that relationship with that one carrier isn't simply what that particular portfolio company places with that carrier, Mm -hmm. but rather what the whole fund does. Mm -hmm. That really Mm -hmm. gives them negotiating leverage. You know, with our product roadmap, we just introduced something called the total cost of risk. And for the first time, what that does is it integrates the three critical sort of data elements. Mm -hmm. So pricing program structure with loss information right? Self-insured loss information, and then the expenses associated with the program. And so when you have all three of them together, you have a holistic view. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to be doing with that is offering benchmarking, right? Yeah. So in 2023, yeah. we're going to be introducing some crude, well, I should say crude, but I should say 1.0 version benchmarking. There yeah. is no independent commercial insurance data vendor today, right? That focuses on the insured. Or brokers. Mm-hmm. There in the past have been uh companies that use surveys and other sorts of fairly manual data gathering mm-hmm. metrics, mm-hmm. but all of our data comes directly from the insurance documents. We've got upwards of 1,400 insurance in the platform, and we're going to use those data insights to drive value for our customers. And so they can look forward to 2023 as mm-hmm. the year when we mm-hmm. begin to introduce that.
1: Fantastic. Thank you for that, Lee. I think we've got a really good understanding of where the business is and the real benefit that you're providing for your customers and for the stakeholders in the insurance industry. If we can broaden our perspective slightly now, you mentioned the pandemic earlier and the potential slowdown that we had at that point. We're recording this just for our listeners, recording this first of November 2022. We've got rising inflation rates. There's potentially some Turbulent times ahead of us in the economy, Leo. What are you seeing out there? Are you concerned at all about how this could have either an impact on your business or on the the insurance business in general? What are you seeing? What are you hearing at the moment?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're still a relatively small business, Nick. So, hard to really draw a ton of insights. We've seen a couple of our opportunities push out ostensibly because of the uncertain economic environment, mm. but What it does for us is highlights that we really need to have a clear ROI, that we can't just be a nice-to-have, we need to be a must-have. And so the way you transition from being a nice-to-have to to a must-have is you're offering a clear return on the investment in line slip. So what we do today is we save a lot of time uh, and FTE time. There are a lot of folks at the corporate insured whose job is to gather data from multiple brokers and put it into a format so that it's presentable uh, for the corporate risk executive or their or other stakeholders at the company. So we do all that and save mm. you know, upwards of 30% of the time that is spent by a risk manager pulling all of these data together for reporting and analytics purposes. Yeah. But in our view, that's not sufficient. We need to help optimize the program by driving down costs, third-party costs, negotiate better premiums by more precise limits yeah right based on what others are doing they're in their peer group mm. so our view is that those 1400 insurance who stated we have on the platform we're going to be able to drive drive some some high quality right insights that people are going to see as valuable to help support decision making or negotiating with counterparties
1: fantastic great to hear it Leah. Brings us nicely onto the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. So now know you like a, a macchiato in the morning. Are you ready for the espresso round now?
0: I certainly am. The espresso round.
1: Leo, how many people are you looking to grow the business by over the next 12 months?
0: You know, some of that is going to be sensitive to growth, right? So if we grow a little slower, we'll hire fewer people. Over the next, you're probably going to ask me what my hiring plans are immediately or over the next, call it two to four months, and we expect to add six to eight people to the business. But those are, uh, you know, human investments that we need to make regardless, right, to broaden out our capability to drive more value into the product or into the marketplace via sales and marketing.
1: And what do you look to see when candidates come in to interview for you? What are you looking for? What types of people? What are the types of career backgrounds that you're looking for that really adds value to the business that you're doing there at Lineslip?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I'd love to say that our DNA really derives from the commercial insurance industry. We have a tremendous amount of uh, domain knowledge and technical knowledge. Uh, about insurance on the team. And now going forward, what we're seeking to do is to go faster. And so we really consider ourselves a software company, an enterprise SaaS offering, not really an insure tech. Insurance is the language that we we speak. But at the end of the day, we're a vertical enterprise SaaS company. And so what we're looking for are folks, particularly on our go-to-market, so our sales team. They have a lot of vertical industry experience. So we're focused on industrial transportation, real estate, where insurance is a strategic spend item. You can drive more value to them by helping them optimize their insurance spend or structure, right? So we're looking for folks with vertical experience and enterprise software experience.
1: And um, what are some of the cultural values that you're looking to build as you scale?
0: Yeah so great question we you know our the culture at line slip has really been about scrappiness it's been about the team and we're really or i'm trying to to really instill a customer centric vision just to give you a recent example one of our largest customers yesterday happened that some of the, their documents hadn't gotten extracted for whatever the reason really a, a problem on our part we just didn't manage the timeline appropriately. And we jumped on it. Right. And um, our team oversees what the technology does and audits it. So we can do hundreds of these document extractions a day. And we were able to turn it around, you know, in a few hours. So just to give you a sense, like obviously a startup, uh, there's all sorts of bumps in the road. We had one, but we were able to respond mm-hmm. with alacrity. Mm-hmm. And so I was really pleased about that.
1: Yeah. So key, particularly as you're at that early stage where you're, I'm sure you're using a lot of use cases as well to demonstrate that value to other customers as well. What hiring tips would you have for any other insurtechs or SaaS companies like yourself who want to grow quickly whilst also hiring the best talent?
0: Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge for early founders is sort of giving up some control. I'd say that was one of my greatest advantages was that I'm a little bit older, I was in my 40s. Uh, I hate to say it, I'm 50 now. And so for me, it's really easy because I, I came to the conclusion that I wasn't the best at everything a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so the key is to hire people that are better than you in critical functions, and then let them do their job. Yeah. You establish the vision, you resource them appropriately, you support them as needed, but you really empower them to, to lead. And uh, and that that's been my that's been the secret um to, to our success thus far.
1: An ultimate question, the espresso around Leo, you obviously work with a lot of businesses around their their insurance and this product that you've created as a solution for the company's insurance portfolios. What value can a, a high performing insurance career, someone with a career background in insurance, bring to your organization and bring to the clients that you work with?
0: Yeah. So one of I would say our, our challenges in you know, comes actually after we make the sale and after we stand up the line slip instance for the customer. The challenge is helping the customer migrate from their old way of doing things to line slip, and it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, one of the observations we've probably all all made is that people don't love change, and so you know, hiring folks that really understand both the challenges of risk managers but also understand the value that lines can bring, right? We've, we've installed a few of those folks in that customer success role, and they're really helping our customers be successful with our platform. That's the goal for us, right? Help them go from the old way to the new way with confidence and recognizing that they're deliverable now is candidly much better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so important, you know, like yourself, who's created the product and, you know, it's a, solution to a problem that you experienced yourself when you were a purchaser of insurance. I think it's, it's so vital that that people are aware of exactly what value it can bring. Final question, the espresso round, Leo. Are there any other insure tech businesses, SaaS businesses like yourself that you admire at the moment and what are you seeing out there that you like the look of?
0: I mean, there's a lot. You know, I, I, I would say anyone's tackling some of the problems and there are many data problems. Round speed is focused on carrier data issues with Risk Connect, which is focused on organizing loss data, claims managers and risk managers. There's just a whole host. I mean, it's really, really exciting. I mean, I think the challenge is is that where we are in insure tech adoption, Nick, is you have to drive a clear ROI. It has to work. First of all, it has to work. And then there has to be a business case, which means yeah. what's my return on my invested capital if I buy this thing? It can't just be a nice to have. And so you know that's that's to me the core challenge. And as you said, you know as the there, there's some of these gathering clouds around our economic outlook, it's going to raise the bar as mm-hmm. to which of these solutions, a customer invests in
1: fantastic thank you Leo we're almost at the end of our time together today time gone quickly from my perspective I hope it has for you as well before we go though do you have one piece of closing advice maybe for someone who's thinking about starting up an insured tech business and how would people go about reaching out to you after the show sure
0: yeah absolutely best way to reach out to me is through my LinkedIn you can okay. find me there'm pretty active or try to be The advice I'd give you is that it's always going to feel like a low probability outcome. And you can't really focus on that. You have to focus on the core value proposition. If your idea, right, has real merit in the sense that if you're able to deliver this care, then you should try to do that, right? Mm -hmm. That's the most difficult thing, right? I'm... It's, it's really difficult to crawl onto land because if you come up with an you, it's easy to identify the problem, but it's very difficult to find product market fit if it doesn't already exist. So the easiest thing is there's already an existing product, but you can do a, you know you can do it better. That's very clear. you've got a market, you can introduce a, a, a better product and you can compete on that basis. But if you're trying to establish a new market, which is what we had to do, and what a lot of insure techs have to do, that can be more challenging, right? Because you don't really know if, in fact, the dogs will eat the dog food. So you just have to iterate. So you have to yeah. fail fast, right? Yeah. So if you see something not working, you got to do something else.
1: So just focus on solving on that problem and then iterate as you, as you need and ha- as the feedback comes back from the market as to the solution that you're trying to provide. Leo... Thank you so much for your time today. Really enjoyed hearing lots about your career. Also, the great work that you're doing there at Line Slip. I think it's really interesting business. I'm sure it's helping a lot of companies out there with their portfolios. And I'm sure it's only going to go from strength to strength. So thanks for coming on, sharing your story, educating us more on what Line Slip's doing.
0: Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having
1: me. Absolute pleasure. And to... All the insure tech leaders, all the insurance leaders, wherever you're listening around the world today, we thank you for joining us. I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable learnings and insight from what Leo's had to say today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, Please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.